Hey, how's it going? And welcome to episode five of the Social Media Summit podcast, a podcast dedicated to promoting our event on April 11th and 12th in Croke Park, Dublin, Ireland. I'm your host, Gus Ryan. And in this episode, episode six, we're going to be talking to Amanda Webb from Spiderworking. Amanda will be covering the topic of blogging. I won't say too much, but you're basically your blog is the lifeblood of all your digital marketing efforts. And Amanda covers this topic extensively in the interview, so I won't say too much about it. What I will say, though, is if you're just joining for the first time, this is episode six. We have five other episodes featuring the Summit founder, Samantha Kelly, Natalie Moss from Wolfgang Digital, Andrea Finnegan from Airbnb, Mary Smith, of course, better known as the Queen of Facebook. And in the last episode, we talked to Lisa Toner from HubSpot. All of those, of course, will be talking on April 11th and 12th in Croke Park. And they'll be joined by representatives from companies like Qualtrics, Rothko, LeftClick, RightClick, Unplug, My Shining Armor, Outset, Radical, Newswhip, Love & Group, AdRoll and Twitter to name but a few. You can get the full details of all the speakers and the full agenda for the two days on socialmediasummit.ie. There are only a few tickets left, which you can also purchase on socialmediasummit.ie. And without further ado, here is Amanda Webb from Spiderworking talking about blogging. Now, I'm delighted to be joined by Amanda Webb of Spiderworking. So firstly, a couple of questions, Amanda. We've had a few interesting accents on the podcast already. So just I sense from your accent, you might not be from around these parts. No, I'm originally from Essex in England. I'm in Ireland 21 years. And I think a lot of people think I'm from Australia or New <laughs> Zealand. They always say New Zealand first um, because uh, the Essex accent has a bit of a, a twang to it. And I think, you know, mix that with a bit of an Irish accent and it's just gone weird on me. And but I'm in Ireland 21 years, so I'm staying here now. Very good. So you're, you're Irish based, but an international accent, let's say. That's it, yes. Um, The other thing I wanted to ask you was spider working. I'm guessing that's a play on the bots crawling your sites or, you know, given that your expertise is in blogging. Am I right? Am I close to the mark? Actually, it's my name, Amanda Webb. And when I originally wanted to start this business, I was looking to get a .com. I really wanted a .com because you know the problem. You know, somebody will be looking up your brand name and they'll automatically go to the .com. So it doesn't matter if you have the .ie they end up on someone else's site. So I started with, um, I think it was a webcom, and I spent about, I'd say, most of a night searching on Black Knight for dot-coms that I could get. And I started with web, and I ended up with spider. Um, and even spider works was gone, spider work. So I came up with spider working, and um, it stuck. So it fits my name, really, Amanda Webb from spider working. Very good, very good. So just talk to me then about how you got started in digital and how you landed on blogging as a field of expertise. I started my first business, um, I think it was about 15 years ago, perhaps, um, and I was selling corporate gifts. Um, eco-friendly corporate gifts and um, doing that online. So it was thrown in the deep end with digital marketing and it was a very, very quick learning curve. Um, so I started a Facebook page back then. Nobody had Facebook pages or knew what they were. Um, and then I started blogging. Somebody said you should blog. So I went, okay, I'm going to start blogging. And um, I found that really, really effective at telling my story and at making sales. Um, 
And it was something I was pretty dedicated to at the time. So the first thing I did when the recession hit and I had to like re rejig my business was um, if I was going to start a digital marketing business, I was definitely going to need to blog. So that was the first thing that I set up for my new business was the blog. Um, and really, whenever I think about it, I've learned so much in the time that I've been blogging, particularly for spider working. It's, it's um, one of the things that I think not only helps you connect with your customers, but it helps you become better at business yourself. Okay, so following on from that then, you, you mentioned that blogging helps you get better at business. What have been some of the successes you've had with spider working in general, maybe not even specific to blogging? A lot of customers will come to me and they'll tell me that they've been on my site and they've read my blog posts and I obviously know what I'm talking about, so I'm the one they've come to. It makes it a lot easier to get customers. I absolutely hate doing sales. I hate bringing people up. I used to have to do that with the last business and I really, really hate it. So the less of that I can do, the better. And of course, social media in general helps us with that because we can connect with people on Twitter, on LinkedIn, even on Facebook before we actually like pick up the phone to them. And that really helps. But actually, a blog is like the portfolio. It's there to show people I know what I'm talking about and I can help them with what they do. Um, so that for one, even I had a customer ring the other day saying they subscribed to my blog and they hadn't got around to reading it yet, but they were hiring me in a way. So, you know, it's great from that perspective too. I do think the word blog though has lost its shine. People just assume that I'm a, a fashion blogger or a beauty blogger and think I want makeup samples. So I think that I, I think there needs to be a change maybe in the language that we use for business around it. But apart from that, it's been really great. Yeah, I agree with you about the the connotations blog has. It's almost, in some sense, seen as um, maybe an unqualified journalist or the poor man's version of a journalist. It's strange because years ago, there was not that many years ago, I'd say three, four, four years ago, there was a survey done that showed people trusted bloggers more than they trusted the press. Um, and thinking of that now, it's kind of, it is laughable because I'd say we've done a complete flip. People are beginning not to trust bloggers at all. There's, you know, there's a lot of controversy around it. Obviously, the press themselves are threatened by blogging because, you know, bloggers are doing what they used to do. Um, so there's, there's a lot of conflict between the two of those. Um, so if you are blogging, I think it's really essential that you come across as trustworthy. I mean, that's one of the reasons we blog is that people get to know us and trust us. But I think you have to just make sure you're jumping through all the hoops. If you get something for free, you have to say you get something for free. You can't like hide it at the bottom of your post anymore. You know, it has to go there. Um, if you're doing affiliates, you have to be very clear that you're doing affiliates. And it's nothing to do with the law, although obviously there's guidelines there now. It's it's to do with your reader taking you seriously. But having said that, most business bloggers are only promoting their own businesses. They're not they're not doing any of those other things. So I think there is that point of difference between mm -hmm. us and maybe the bloggers that are, the blog is the business rather than your blogging to promote your business. This might not be a fair question, but if you could change the name to something else, what would you change blogger to or blog to? That's a really hard one because I, I do like the word blog. And I think a lot of businesses make a mistake of calling it like news on their site. And as soon as you say it's news, you're really restricting what you write about to news. So it could be resources. It could be um, thoughts. 
it really depends on what your blog is going to do. So mine is a lot about teaching people how to do things or sharing marketing tips. So I think resources would work well for me. I'm not going to change it anytime soon on my own site. Yeah, very good. Now, I know you, you spider working has broadened into digital marketing in general, but just sticking with blogging, when you when a client signs up with you, is are there common mistakes or misconceptions around the idea of blogging that you frequently see uh, when you land a new client? One of the biggest things I see is um, – there's a very old school way of thinking about content creation to game SEO. So I find people that are just thinking about writing something and stuffing it with keywords and it reads really badly. So it's really bad for the audience. And even the search engines hate that now as well. It's, it's a real old way of thinking about blogging. So that's the first thing. The second thing is people just don't know what to blog about. So they tend to just talk about their business. They haven't got any sort of strategy or plan on pl in place in order to kind of nurture their customers through an experience to try and, you know, you, you still get the sales at the end of the day, but you can't just dive straight in with this is what I do. I've got this event coming up. And I'm always really disappointed when I arrive on someone's blog and that's all that's there. In fact, I was reading an article from Chris Brogan today that was having a rant about exactly the same thing. You know, he was reading all these corporate blogs and they were all just talking about themselves, talking in very techie terms, because you've got to remember just because you know what you're talking about. For me, just because I know what SEO is, search engine optimization, my readers probably don't or might not. Um, so I think we have to avoid the jargon. And the other thing is your personal tone of voice. It's a blog. Blogs were always kind of a person telling the story. And I think that is what really makes a blog an interesting thing to read. So having your tone of voice, the way that you speak, is something else that's really important. And staying away from that format we're given in school when we write an essay. You know, we have to write a specific way then. I don't think that's the right tone for blogging. So thinking about the audience then, what you, you've said a couple of things there about around not being too technical and you don't have to talk about yourself or your business off the, uh, uh, all the time. Um, could it be boiled down to simply the who, what, when and why of a blog? Like what, so, so the who, who is clearly your, your target audience. So, uh -huh. so if, if that's who we're aiming for, so what do we write about? What you write about is that there's a lot of different topics you can write about. The first thing is if you know your audience, you'll know what they're stuck with. You'll know what problems they have, what's getting in the way of them being successful. So if you can answer those questions, they're always going to be your most popular blog posts. But you also need to have entertaining blog posts. I think that's one of the things I'm going to speak about at um, Social Media Summit. We're going to look at how you construct a content plan that has – you know, a little bit of entertaining content that's going to attract new people to your site and then content that's going to bring them further towards the sales process. So having those questions there is great. Answering people's questions, that can really help when you're close to the point of sale because people are finding the answers that they need before they make a choice. But earlier on in that process, you want to, to start building a community. And I think you need softer content there, stuff that's maybe, you know, showing how you can use social media to do one thing or another or for a business that isn't in social media, maybe a shop or something along those lines, building content around the local area and things that are going on locally because you want to attract your local customers to your shop. 
Very good. And the when then, how often, I think I think when people think of, or well, sorry, when companies who are coming new to blogging think about it, they think this is going to be so much work and I'm going to have to write something every day or every week. H- how often should you update your blog or, or post? There is a bare minimum and I think the bare minimum is once a month. I think if you try and even then you're kind of risking it because people tend to go, right, that's the thing I'm doing once a month and it, it it goes on the end of the to-do list and it slips off and it becomes longer than once a month. So I think, you know, if you're going to do it once a month, that's great, but you really need to have a plan in place and you need to start planning that content early in the month so that you have it ready. Um, ideally, you want to be blogging once a week. Um, some people think they have to blog every day and I think that's just way too much for any business owner to kind of do. It's It's unless you know the words just fall out of your fingers there's no way that that that's a sustainable schedule to keep so i think the thing is once a week once a fortnight once a month but have a content plan and make sure you've got that content planned way in advance of when you write it even if you're writing it at the last minute if you've got it planned that really really helps very good and the why i mean does it work uh, uh, you know, people people on the inside will probably yeah understand the value of it and how it works and where it fits in a funnel or how it feeds social. But to the newbie coming in, like how can you not convince, but how can you um, appease them that it will actually work for their business? Well, the first thing I suppose is we spend an awful lot of time on social media. So we spend a lot of time on Facebook, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, and they all have value and we all know they have value. But the problem with any of those is we hear stories of people's Facebook pages going missing. I know last year, social media examiners Facebook page just went missing. And, you know, they're social media examiner, so they can go and talk to Facebook. Facebook didn't even know why their page went missing. Now they got it back. But if you're a small business and you spent a long time building an audience on Facebook and it suddenly goes missing, you don't have that Facebook contact. You know, there's a good chance you won't get it back. So actually having something on your own website, a place where people can come and get to know you and interact with you is pretty crucial because that's not going away. You know, that's your own space. So I suppose that's the first thing to look at. The second thing is, you know, it is get people to your website so that they can buy from you. Once you've got them on the website, you can retarget them with ads on Facebook, on Google, on Twitter. You can get them to sign up to an email list. And most of your sales are probably going to happen at that stage when you either retarget them or if you contact them through your email list. That's the stuff that happens. But you've reeled them in with the good content. They know that you're the right person. Like those clients that ring me and say, I was reading your blog and you know your stuff. Once you've provided them with good value, quality content, they know this is the person that I need to work for me or this is the person I want to buy from. We've been talking about blogging from the point of view of, you know, it being a marketing tool for a business. But what about people who want to just be bloggers in their own right? So they they have a topic that they're particularly passionate about and they want to, you know, start a website and write about that. The idea of monetizing that type of blog, how easy or hard or how long will that take? Or is it is it possible? Is it a goer? It is possible. And there's lots of really exceptional bloggers out there doing that. I think, you know, it's a very crowded field. You need to find yourself a niche um, that people are going to be really interested in, a point of difference. You can't just be the next blogger who does the same thing that the last blogger does. So, um, you know, there's some really big, and of course, I can't 
pick one out of my head, but there's some really big Irish bloggers out there that are making a lot of money. Um, I suppose the first thing to, that you need to do is build an audience. Unless you've got an audience, there's no way for you to monetize. So it is a case of focusing on getting that traffic to your site, building your audiences on social media, and make sure they're an interactive audience so it's very clear to anyone that looks that these people are actually interested in what you have to post. The first thing you can do once you've started building an audience is get an audience network onto your site, so something like Google AdWords. If you let that onto your site, that means that, you know, when people click the ads, you'll get a small bit of money. And for most bloggers, that's going to pay for their hosting. That's going to pay, you know, the expenses of running the blog in the first place. It's not going to make you any money, but that's a good starting point. Is that, then you can look. It, sorry, sorry is, yep. is that AdSense? Um, yes, AdSense. AdSense, yes. yeah, okay. If you put good. that on your site, that would yeah. be a good starting point. And there are other networks out there um, as well. So, um, but AdSense is always the, the the quickest one to go to as a beginner. Um, then the next stage would be maybe having a look at some affiliates. Um, I think with affiliates, you have to be really careful. So an affiliate is, you know, you get a special link. And when you sell something through that link, you get a cut of the profits. And that can be quite profitable because you can get like 20, 30% of the sale price on some things. Um, so that can be a really valuable way. And that is something I do a little bit of on my blog. And again, it's not a massive income. For me, it's, you know, it's not my focus. So it's a nice little side income that I get from the affiliates that I run. Um, but if you are going that route, you know, don't just do an affiliate on everything. Choose the ones that you've tried and you really love because they're the ones that you'll be able to convince other people to buy. Um, and the third route then, well, actually, there's more than the three routes. The third route would be to for the bloggers that are kind of up for taking sponsored posts so you can connect with some of the PR companies, make sure you get on all their lists, make sure you get products sent out to you, uh, make sure you're just the people that are approached for kind of collaborations with brands and businesses. So that's kind of a third thing. And the fourth thing is I see this so much now with businesses is that they move out of that sphere altogether and turn into like creating their own ebooks which they'll sell or teaching you know and selling courses so that's something that once you've kind of got found your feet that's something you can do and of course the advantage of that is all the money that comes in is yours everything else you were splitting with people very good so it's possible but it's hard work and it's not going to happen overnight it is possible and i think there's some really exceptional bloggers out there and i think you know we have to there has to be a lot of people in there to find the real gems. And there are some really great Irish bloggers out there, you know, and there's some that are on their way up as well that you can see are creating great content. And, you know, there's a great opportunity for them to earn money. But, yes, it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take time. And even then, you know, so much, you know, for the influencer marketing piece, when you're collaborating with brands, that might happen not on your blog. That might happen, you know, on Snapchat or on Instagram or, you know, the channel, those channels rather than happening on your blog, your blog is just your homepage where people can connect with you. Very good. And finally, you've mentioned it already, but tell us again what we're going to hear on the day in April at the Social Media Summit. I'm going to be talking about how you can build a content plan for uh, for blogging for your business and the process that you should go through, the different sorts of content you should create and how that's going to get your sales. Fantastic. Lots of great information in this episode, I think, for bloggers out there, Amanda. So thanks a million for your time. And I look forward to catching up with you in April. Thank you. 
So there you have it. That was Amanda Webb from Spider Working talking about all things blogging. That's a wrap for episode six. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you again in the next episode. 